On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. I'm excited to get to do a Zoom call today with like my work shorts on and my like flip-flops and socks and shirt. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Kara, and um, so I, I know some of you have seen we've got a bit of a trend going on where we have some gentlemen on the show, and um, so Chris Chris Kaplan. Uh, by the way, you spell your name the way my brother spells his name, which is kind of cool. Two Ks. Um, and it was after Chris Christopherson, I believe my mom picked the spelling. I'm not a hundred percent on that one, but that's. that's I what wish I think mine was that cool. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your business and what you do. And then we're just going to get into it and chat about masculine and feminine. And uh, what I love about the guys that are coming on the show is that we're getting this very real life optic into what you guys think and how you perceive women who are either one way or another too far into either energy. And that the whole concept of the show is feminine, you know, female business owners, we live in our masculine when we're running our businesses or in a lot of parts of it in, in our mature masculine. So we're, we are hunters, we're doing all those things, but we have a really hard time shutting that part off by the time we get home into our personal lives, whether that's with our husbands, our partners, our kids, whatever. And so, you know, I'd like to talk to you guys about when we walk through the door and if we are in our masculine, what that looks like, how that makes you feel, all that kind of stuff. So first start with, the, with what you do and where you do it and all that fun stuff. Sure. Currently, and for the last seven years, I've been a, let's just, let's say the entrepreneurs and high-performing coach. Um, I've worked with uh, Scaling Up Community for a while, Rockefeller Habits, and more recently um, have taken on the methodology of EOS and Traction and love the simplicity. I love working with small business entrepreneurs, those with 10 plus employees, helping them get clarity on their vision, making sure they've got great people, solving the right problems and doing the right things. Um, I love solopreneur conversations, those that are like just energetically ready to go conquer the world and give up their, you know, nine to five, been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years-ness. And, um, you know, I love those super high performing, whether it's a, um, an athlete or just a rock star salesperson or, or some an individual within a corporation who's like, I know I can take my life and my career to the next level. I want to work with somebody and, you know, helping them find some clarity and then going from like deciding once we have that clarity, what are we going to do now? Um, thank you for, I, I used to, I'm an, actually, I used to uh, be an EO EOA member. I didn't go all the way to EO because okay. I started to do more Tony stuff uh, during that time. But um, so for those of you listening, it's the Entrepreneurs Organization. Um, we have an incredible chapter here in Toronto. And I know there's lots yep. of really incredible chapters all around the world. Um, and I did, I when you say strategic, um, or when you were talking about uh, the, the uh, what was it, the EOS system? Mm-hmm. Is that what you were? Yeah, I, I remember. Yes. And the Rockefeller, all that. It just came crashing back. Yes, um, it was yes. a really good experience. I had a lot of fun with that group. I still talk to my um, accountability group, so it's good. So let's. So maybe the first thing I kind of want to know is how do you coach a lot of women in this area? Um, I know a lot of us have coaches. Um, I I work with a female coach, but do you yeah. work with a lot of women? Do you do you? Is that something that's kind of part so of your business? I, yeah, so I do. Um, my business prior to this, uh, my mom owns a retail store in, in Rochester, New York, um, close to you. Just cool. sixty miles, just a sixty mile swim, and you're there, <laughs> <laughs> straight across. Um, and so I ran a manufacturer sales rep agency, uh, selling to retailers across the greater across New York, New Jersey, and all six New England states. And we sold the gift shop, stationery, bath and body. Um, no country, no collectibles, no souvenirs is what I always used to say. Um, no one really, you know, I was an EO member and nobody in EO knew what I did because 95% of the EO chapter is all guys. Um, um, and here I go for my first offensive statement on a feminine conversation. But, you know, I used to say chicks dig my shit. Um, I'm sure chicks did dig your shit. (laughs) Candles, bath and body, books, plush, um, women's accessories, 
uh, we were bringing that to about 40 different vendors of that to um, retail stores from mom and pops all the way up to Bed Bath & Beyond and everywhere in between who had a buying office in the uh, Northeast area uh, and did that for about 20 years before I sold it. And um, on, with one exception, only female sales reps. So, and only females in the office and mostly females at the retail store that I grew up in. And, um, you know, more female triathlete friends than um, my wife cares to think about. And so I've, I, they've, you've all been around me a lot in my life. And, you know, born and raised by a single mom. Wow. So, yeah. So, and I always think that men raised by single mothers are some of the most incredible men because they've had to be in touch with that feminine energy side of themselves uh, from an early age. And, and then they have to show up in the masculine for their single mom. I mean, that's often what happens is if there's no man present, often the boy will hopefully have a, a solid and um, healthy understanding of what the mature masculine looks like and then show up that way for his mom. Um, so when you see a woman, so let's say in the retail world, did you ever see where women, I mean, we call it caddy, but it's not caddy. I think what it is is too much masculine energy when we're interacting with each other. And that's when women get shitty to each other and they act like assholes. Did you see a lot of that in that 20 years of, of working in that retail? So I worked in retail and yeah, I know, I mean, that's, um, that is a very heavily female oriented place. Yeah. Um, I'm comfortable and they still work for the same organization and I'll probably be on a Zoom call with them this week or next week to say that we had some very strong women on our team. Um, they're all independent contractors. They don't work for us. Um, they work with us. But when you get them together um, is when you could see that definitely surface to the top. And um, it's a different dynamic when you put, you know, I take my EO forum and stick it together. Mm -hmm. And there's eight guys who run businesses a million plus. And then you put, you know, eight women together who all run a million plus territories. That's a different kind of conversation. How is it different? Tell us. Um, I think in the guy group, there's probably a little chest pumping, a little ego flaunting and um, at the immature level. And at the same immature level on the female side, it's definitely more, we'll call it strategic caddy behavior. Wow. I feel like we need to TM that one. Strategic caddy behavior. Yeah. Okay. It's very methodical. It's, it's very planned. It's very, it's got like, like I would say that that, that guy pounding his chest is like two levels deep. And you right. and, 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 and you can like rip his soul to shreds. The, 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 you're a little more complex. Yeah. But it shows up and it shows up. Um, I, I, here, I'll give you my worst example of it. And it wasn't from, um, we moved to Connecticut. And my six-year-old daughter at the time went into second grade. Mm. And for her second grade party, like, turning eight, I think it was eight, decided to have the class come over. And they had like nine to 12 girls in the basement. And yeah, and like my wife and I stood at the top of the stairs and we, I think we both looked at each other like, never fucking gonna happen again. <laughs> no, no way. You're here, They're I have four daughters. So, so mean to each other. Yeah. And, um, you know, guys will just punch each other in the face or, you know, like, ooh, with social media, man, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, like, she's 14 now, so she's in the thick of it still, but um, she's come a long, a long way. But, you know, that masculine energy shows up and, um, and, and it comes to play in that, that proverbial man's world. And yeah. it's a... Uh, I respected it. I, but it's from where, where, where I grew up. Um, I, you know, my mom um, raised me. Um, she had 
um, a few husbands along a, a long-term boyfriend and some husbands along the way and now has a really strong masculine role in her life which is awesome but along the way there was you know they're like um, they were good people they, let's just say they meant like, they had a good heart right Whatever they say down in the south. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He's a complete idiot. Um, a good heart, though. He's so nice. Yeah, Super sweet. Heart. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the equivalent of she's got a nice personality. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I always said that, you know, like, there's only one glass ceiling in my mom's life. And it's the one that she danced on top of. Mm. Um, so that's what I grew up with. And right. I, I grew up with a strong female presence who also loved to play and have fun and could figure out how to switch that um, um, quite well at times. Uh, and it's that. So when I see it, I appreciate it, especially when it has the ability to trust the environment that it's in. So I think it's whether it's a female having feminine energy or masculine energy or male, I think that like the, the two that are interacting have to let the other trust uh, that I can be in my pure masculine and you can comfortably fall into your feminine. So and that when that trust isn't there, it's um it's a tough conversation. It's a tough relationship. It's a, you know, let me, let's whip them out and see who's is bigger. Yeah. And that's, you know, like, I don't know, that's no fun. So let's, let's back up a step. That was like, everything you said was um, critical, I think, to everybody hearing it because, so the first question I, I want to ask is I heard you and Neil talking the other day on the, on the cast and listened to it. And I'm like, Oh, I want to be there. <laughs> oh, come on. I should have been on that call. <laughs> it could have been like a, six hours long. I know. And that's, that's the, the funny part about this. Sometimes I get on and I'm like, Oh man, I hope we can go through half. And then by like an hour and a half later, I'm like, shit, it's been, you know, we're it's sure. day three of this podcast. So, with your mom, like that's that's pretty unusual. I mean, your mom's in her what seventies ish. You said your dad was seventy five, okay. seventy three. Okay, so it's not. I mean, at that that age group, definitely understands it better than our age group for yeah, sure. I mean, she's got the sixties and yeah. sex, drugs, and rock and roll on her side, right? right. <laughs> so think, some of it was induced by chemicals. <laughs> by whatever. That's all good. But like the thing that I find so fascinating about, cause there was some point where men were in, you were in your, some, not all were in your mature mm -hmm. masculine in the fifties. And that's when the woman could just lean into her feminine and really relax and, and felt and trusted that the man was going to take care of the house and the money. And I was taking care of the children and the domestic stuff and, and all that. And somewhere along the way, there was abuse that happened with that power. And men started, and again, not all, but some. And so the women, their response was, well, fuck you. I'm going to go and do this shit by myself. I don't need your help, blah, blah, blah. And so women took on, you know, in the 80s, especially, I always talk about this, the, the power suits and the friggin' like, you know, shoulder pads. And we didn't need anybody and we could do it all ourselves. And we ended up fucking it all up as well. Not all of us, of course. But and when I say fucking it up, I mean internally, where we became these pseudo men and couldn't understand why men didn't respond to us in the same ways that they right. would have earlier. And so the 70 something year olds still get that. They understand that, that there is a balance and a single, single mom really needed to understand that. But when you think about women now, like what I, and the reason I started this podcast was I was a single woman last summer and I started to see that I was talking to my kids like they were in my companies mm -hmm. and I wasn't liking that. And the softness about me was, I don't even know if it was ever there. I, I went into my masculine probably around 10 years old. I had an abusive childhood. And I think that's probably where I went. And I stayed until the last couple of years. It showed up in ways, though, where I was like, there's no good men. They, all, they don't want strong women. And you're saying the exact opposite. And I think that's the trick is that a mature masculine man will get what's happening an immature or wounded masculine will just think she's a bitch. 
So talk a little bit about when you see a woman that like, did you ever have a time in your life where you didn't understand what was happening and you just thought, oh, that woman's a bitch? Or have you always had a sense of she's too far in her masculine, she's not feeling safe? Um, no, I definitely. So the, the answer is yes, I have. Um, and I didn't have the language to put around it really until after Date with Destiny. But there were definitely conversations uh, there were definitely business relationships. There were definitely just um, relationships that were in, with incredibly strong masculine women. Um, and it wasn't about, then it, I didn't feel like it was about, well, you don't feel safe letting me be there. You right. have, have, um, have the masculine energy. Um, it, was, it was more a conversation of, hey, you're kind of a fucking bitch. Right. And um, except for a few that I dug a little bit deeper, um, I had the pleasure of working with a very strong female at Smith Barney Shearson Lehman Brothers when I was an intern in college and who was like the first female in her Shearson Lehman class, um, worked in an office that was all male, she's a Harvard graduate, super, super, super ridiculously smart and driven. Um, but outside of work, like, um, was a completely different human. Mm. And, and now inside of work is a completely different human. There's a, you see both, you see both sides. It's not this, it's not this like driven, driven, driven. I think that the immature, whether it's male or female will take on that, that, that role as a, I think an immature female or male will take on that masculine energy as, you know, fuck this. I don't need the world. Right. I can do this. And I would not say that that's living in your masculine. I would say that's no. living within, within the, the confines of here, are my walls, no one can hurt me pound my chest. And, um, but it's not real masculine energy. It's, it's wounded. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's broken at best. Yeah. Um, so, how is she different outside of work? So give some yeah. examples. Cause I'm always very much about tactical, you know, I'm, I'm in my masculine right now. I want, I want a sure. list, Chris. <laughs> sure. I mean, um, Lori took a risk on me. I was, um, you know, I was I, I, like, I, I was um, just going back a little, I want to get my dating right. Um, like, you know, I wasn't set up for working in that world, right? And probably had um, um, even even criminal reasons at that time why I shouldn't be allowed to play in that space. But she cared enough to give someone a chance. Mm. And typically, somebody who's in that, like, just take down, I'm in charge, is not going to give someone a chance. You know, there's right. no empathy there. There's no, well, I see something in this, that it, it doesn't exist. No nurturing. And she, and she had that and she, and she had that nurturing ability and it showed up with her kids. It showed up in just dinner conversation. And, you know, like these were the strong women that I was um, exposed to early on in life. And then like with her in my late teens and early twenties. Wow. And that's, that is unusual, but, and I think that's part of why we have this conversation around business too, because I think a lot of women, we think it's one or the other, even in business and, you know, a woman who can dip down into her feminine energy in business. Well, that's, that's like a, that's a unicorn right now. I mean, it's so, I mean, as an EO member, I've had many EO female EO friends who, you know, um, I've met and from what I saw to what I got was a complete different conversation or, or, or feeling or vibe, what my expectations were from appearance. And, um, and some of them have turned out to be amazingly cool. Um, you know, my friend Alana can be incredibly strong and, in, and one of the most, you know, um, 
deep feminine souls on this uh, on this planet. I've got another friend, I won't say her name, who I don't think she could spell the word feminine. Wow. Yeah. Femi- feminist, yes, but not right. feminine. Yeah. And um and and she's been to date with destiny, so you'd think she's been exposed to it. And, right. But yeah, it's not there. No. Well, it's, you know, and I think I want to speak to this because for the women listening, when you, it's uncomfortable when you've been in your masculine for years and it, it, and even now, I mean, I worked my ass off this morning with my coach Mm -hmm. and learned, you know, kind of readjusted on how I'm showing up too far in my masculine through all this COVID stuff, because that's my safety net is my default is to go back into control and making sure shit gets done, all that stuff. But it is uncomfortable, especially, and I think there's a lot of, lot of women who, and, and men too, but I'm obviously, I speak to the women who have started companies out of adversity. And so the model is we've had a harder childhood. We've had some sort of challenge that put us in our masculine and that's what makes us start businesses and successful at them. But then somewhere along the way we get tripped up in like our relationships with anybody, friends, whatever starts to suffer. And so we have to say, well, like, why is that suffering? Well, because you're showing up in this masculine all of the time and nobody wants to, I have lots of friends who do it. And people don't want to talk to you when you talk that way. So let's talk a little bit about relationships because that's, that's, part of the whole thing of this is we show up one way in business, we show up another way in at home. Since you've been to date with destiny, you'll know, you'll kind of be able to identify this, but one of the, you know, three ways that men get pushed into their feminine energy is when we control them, when we criticize them and when we close off from them physically and emotionally, do you, is that, does that speak to you now? Like, do you, how long ago did you do your, your date with destiny? Whenever the I'm Not Your Guru was filmed, that's when okay. I was there. Like 2015-ish, 20, I think? 2014, 2015, yeah. Okay. So talk a little bit, maybe just sort of explain to women from your perspective what that feels like, what that looks like, what that sounds like when a, a woman is doing those things to you where you eventually retreat and then there's no, the polarity is completely erased. So if you could, that yeah. would be, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> Um, no holds barred. Say it, say it like it is. So I often ask this simple question. If you're so dissatisfied, what's wrong with you that this is what you attract? Mm. And I think it comes, it always comes back to, to me. Right. It always like whoever's having the problem. It's not the other person ever. Right. Yep. Ever. I know. And if it is, of the it's, time. And if it is, it's because you tolerate it. So if that's what you want, fine. Then don't you like we can't change people if they don't want to change. I've been sober for 31 years. I learned one thing and one thing only. Don't sponsor anyone unless they knock on my door. No right. going out there and saving people. No, like, you know, and even when people say, Hey, I'm thinking about going to a meeting, I'm like, not unless you want to fuck up your drinking. <laughs> Cause it will. Yeah. I mean, like if you're not ready, if you're not done, just yeah. don't bother. Like seriously, don't True. bother. Yep. Just wait. <laughs> I mean, you might, you might die <laughs> while you're waiting, but, uh, um, but I think that there's this, um, when I saw these relationships, when it went, when, when, when I've been put into that position, and, and I've been there. I've, I've got a strong wife now. I was married for a year once a, a long, 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 long time ago to someone else. And it was a strong, you know, like, everyone's like, why didn't things work out between you and Michelle? I'm like, well, because I think I had dreams. She thought those were cool. I wanted to chase, chase them, but she wanted a sperm donor. Mm. Had a great job at, at some company. And, right. And, you know, I didn't have my license when we met and was still going to school. And, um, you know, it was perfect little, like, um, toy. Um, And I wanted to chase my dreams. And now I have somebody who's strong and lets me chase my dreams. And it's, you know, and there's a balance, you know, and the the energy can shift back and forth, hard, hard, hardcore. I can be a total goofball. And that's when, you know, that's when the principal shows up. (laughs) We have two teenagers. So that's time to settle down, Chris. Yeah. That's what she's called. Right. (laughs) Uh Oh, principal's back. 
<laughs> and does she how does she respond to that goofball because that's one of the things in our family is like i get fed okay. up with it i'm like i hate it already enough enough there's um, got to be a balance there too but so does she what will she say to you if you're acting like if you're off the charts will she be like yo chris you know i think it's chill. a love i think it's a love hate i think okay. um over t- over time um all i would say if i'm really 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 like if i run an idea by a like four or five of particular people and they all say that's batshit crazy. I know it's time to go do that. Yeah. And so I get a little leeway, right? Cause yeah. I've, I've, um, I've scored, I've, I've, I've won a few games with that, with right. that crazy last minute shot. And, right. um, um, you know, I'm sure no one liked the entrepreneurial journey when it started, but you know, when we sold, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and along the way it, it provided, it was okay. No one really liked the entrepreneurial, I mean the uh, Ironman journey, especially when it was like long weekends of training. But when we saw families coming around and doing the same thing and she provided uh, like, like comfort, whether it was for the guy or the, or, or the girl who wasn't racing that day for the families to support the athletes, you know, it started to become a lifestyle and okay. And, you know, when I broke off, to, so like, I've got a few wins. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't rest on my laurels, but they're there. And right. um, so, you know, you know, maybe a little longer leash on that goofiness. Um, you know, as long as the important boxes are being checked off, um, you know, it's not all work and no play makes John the dull boy as a necessity for a way to live life. Right. Um, so how do you uh, how do you put your wife into her feminine if she's a strong yeah. woman? So I struggled with like- this. I came yeah, I came home from Date with Destiny and I'll give you this scenario. Um her father had recently been diagnosed with um cancer and had just had major surgery and you know they went to go remove a tumor this big and they took out a tumor that big and um I had two big events. One in November was an Ironman and then two, number two was date with destiny and was going to cancel both of them. And Stephen's like, do your job, go do your, th- it's your life. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yep. And at his, and so I, I came home and like everyone who comes home from a UPW date with destiny, life and wealth, man, like whatever, right? Like whatever, like we immediately want to change everyone around us even though they tell us not to Mm. Um, it's there's, we see all the flaws in the world, even though it's not us for us to see. And I came home with two things. One of them was find the love and beauty in everything. Mm -hmm. In everything where like find the worst news report you could possibly, and then find the love and beauty in it. Yeah. somebody can so why not so look for it and the second was i don't need to change my wife right all i need to do is become a platform for which everyone around me can be the best version of themselves while providing unconditional love and absolutely no judgment and when i figure that out and i say that to myself 400 times a day um, when I'm living there, everyone seems to magically get a little better. Isn't that crazy how that happens? Oops. Not always as quickly as I'd like them to, but you know, I let, I, like they get out there, they start to figure it out. You know, core value for me is figure it out. And if they don't, then I ch- then then magically they change. Mm-hmm. Somehow, either they figure, either they change or they go away change mm-hmm. in a different way. You know, I think my, um, one of our um, um, <clears throat> expressions we use around here a lot is change the people or change the people. Right. And, you know, early on in AA, I, I learned a very similar and um, I just provide the platform for them to be the best version of themselves. So for some, a guy who's never done any of those things and they're looking for tactical ways, like things, you know, for for me, for 
for how I get into my feminine, yeah. for example, at home is music, yeah. um, a lot of salt baths, that sort of thing. And it, for the husband, things that I appreciate that help me sort of help him to honor that feminine divinity in me is um, holding space for me is a big one, just letting me talk. So are there things that you know that you consciously are doing that like give us three things that you sure. you could tell a guy here. Here are some three high level things that you can do that will help transform. All right, I'll, I'll give two, like for sure's, and then one that's really just me now. Okay. Um, first, and this goes to males and females. It's not the other person. Mm-hmm. It's you. That's yep. it. It's never, it never uh, uh, no, 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 he's not. No, she's not. No, uh, mm, 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 mm. It's you. And when you can take responsibility for your own damn life, mm-hmm. good, bad, or indifferent, celebrate the wins, fix, you know, like all of it, not just, the, not just fixing bad stuff. I'm talking about take responsibility for the good in your life too. own who you are as a human. When you can figure that out, you have a chance. Two, for guys, if you haven't read The Way of a Superior Man or listened to it and you don't do that on a quarterly basis, you're missing out. Yep, I agree. I had the, I went to- I, like I would this, say women too, though. I read it and I, and I suggest- yeah, And there's a few women. female versions, but I think you could just like- I read you know, the male version. Read it. It helps me to understand me even better. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that some, my friend Alana has this, there's a, she's told it to me 17 times. If I ask her again, she'll tell me to fuck off. Um, There's another book out there that's directed at females, but it's It's probably the queen's code. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) We're having Allison on the show, actually. Okay, good. Read that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was talking, I was talking to guys. Shit. Read them both. Um, It's, I had the, I was at a thing called mastermind talk. No, not mastermind talks. I was at this, um, Ooh, summit at sea. It was a cool event. We were on a boat with 3,500 people, um, the day after Trump got elected, um, with 3,500. Yeah. And, um, but one of the speakers was David Dita and it was his last public appearance. Mm-hmm. And so that was cool. I, I really hadn't really known who he was prior to that. So this was what, four years ago? Yeah, coming up on four years now. And um, I happened to be walking around the boat and there was these two people up at the front of the boat. And I, I, I had David Dita and Dan Danapani confused. And in the EO circuit, Dan Danapani is a good speaker. So, and I knew he was coming to Boston and I approached David's manager, Justin at the time and said, Oh, we're looking forward to um, David coming to talk to our chapter. And he just looked at me like, huh? what? Yeah. This was, this, today was it. That's, he's not talking anymore to public. Yeah. Have you heard that? You heard his last talk. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm a learning chair so the hell that sucks yeah <laughs> um okay um but then we got the talking and he who you and justin or you and david yeah, J- justin and i you and, justin. and he okay. started telling me what he was doing and i was just enthralled by this idea because i had already gone a date with destiny so i knew this masculine feminine energy and and I had um, with a friend of mine, female friend of mine, um, a one-on-one session with Justin leading it. And it was mm. this like staring face to face and um, taking and, and sharing the energy back and forth and back and forth and taking the feminine role, taking the masculine role, splitting it 50-50. Like it mm. was for, I don't even know how long, but it was like, I don't even know why I met him. I don't know why we talked about what we talked about. I don't know why he gave me the, and I don't know why my friend who did it with me agreed to do it with me. I think my proposal was like, you know, like this probably sounds really creepy coming from a 40 something year old, you know, gray haired guy, but I, I met, you know, would you, and sure. And it was a super cool experience, but it really taught me, and ingrained in me that in that one session, the idea that this polarity was possible without saying a word. Yep. 
Now, if you add language to it carefully, um, you can have that. And I think fundamentally when, if she's running a company and he's staying home, that when she comes home, the role has to, the role has to meet and change. And when it doesn't, it's a problem. Unless you're married to somebody, unless you're married to an incredibly female, energy loving male who's okay being there. But I think we, I'm not saying that guys have to be masculine all the time, but I think we, I think as, I think females have to live in their feminine. I think males have to live in their masculine. It's like going out to play. I can't only be the other side and live a healthy life. Right. So that figuring out how, how to comfortably make that switch. Uh, I think some, some people do it incredibly well. Right. And some people do it hor- horribly. I got yep. a couple friends who she continually berates. Right. Berates. And, you know, we don't invite them back. I, I, I don't need that energy. And I certainly don't need to fix somebody who doesn't right. want to be fixed. But it's not fun to see. And right. I've never, no, it's uncomfortable. Ever, Never, ever in the history of ever have any of my strong friends ever thought, wow, she's berating, you know, like, we've never sided with her. Mm. We may agree with her to some right. extent, but we've never taken that side of, so, like, because it's not safe. So it's in not, this, okay, so let's let's dig in there for a second. So what? How in, in those situations where the man isn't stepping up, isn't owning his masculine and the woman just comes in and automatically looks around and there's no, no one's driving the boat. So she thinks I need to drive the boat. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think, cause I think a lot of men are in their feminine now just by virtue of women putting them there and them thinking, I can't say anything. I don't want to be a dickhead, blah, blah, blah. When really the woman is screaming for you to please show up and handle this. So what do you, what are your thoughts around the man really not stepping up and eventually the woman has to take control again? Um, I think three things. I think one, um, that human, and I don't care if it's a male or female. So I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk in, I'll, 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 I'll talk in plural. That human does not have any clarity on where he or she wants to go in their life. That human has no clarity on what their purpose for existence is for this period of time. And that human has no rules or boundaries. But the moment they get a little clarity on where they're going, align a purpose to that and, 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 and discover some core fundamental rules about themselves and live within those rules and boundaries, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Then you start to be able to figure it out, right? It's a core value decision. It's a it's a purpose driven decision. It's a vision driven decision. It's just not you know in the in, in the moment, and that's what he's looking. That's what she's looking for. You know, like like do your thing, right? I'll go support, but do your thing, and your thing's not always being subservient to everything that I say. I appreciate it. I'm not going to stop because my this because I. I'm not, I'm, I'm doing, I'm playing a role, but I'm not designed for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not genetically designed for it. I'm playing this role, but I'm missing some components, right? Like I, I, I don't think she wants to, she wants to be there all the time. It's just, that's the safe place to be to keep the four Things walls moving. of the house from, from, mm-hmm. from, from crashing in. Um, and I can and I can say to that that we don't we like women often have this idea that we want everything to be about us because that's what we've been conditioned to think that a good man will want it will make it all about us all the time and that's just not the case like I want him to have purpose I want him to have his own thing and I want to be a part of that but I also it's it's sort of one of those things where it's like the, when we respect you and we'll respect you by you putting us gently or not so gently sometimes in our place. And I don't mean that in an abusive way. I mean that in Mm a, like what you're saying, like the mature masculine will understand how to do that without being hurtful or being a a jerk about it. And the woman will respond accordingly. We will say, 
oh, man, thank you. Now I can take a breath. Now I can lean into my feminine. And that feels a lot better than walking in here with my penis in my hand trying to control everything because that's not really where I want to be either. And so I think that's the, that. that's, that's the place he wants to be. Um, you know, like, um, I'm happy to take over the reins. Um, um, but the one who's happy to take over the reins is the one who has some clarity, right? has some purpose, has some values. But there are many souls who don't have any of those things right? and are just, you know, fumbling along and they've got raging lunatic partners. How do you find clarity as a man then? I mean, obviously we would send them all to you to coach, but let's just say, I mean, that, cause that is, you're bringing up a very interesting perspective because a man with no purpose is not even like, I, I mean, I don't want to say he's not a man, but you know what I'm, where I'm going with it. If there's no clarity. How do you, how does a woman, let's say, have that, even bring that conversation up to somebody when they, maybe they've heard this podcast and they say, honey. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, it, there's a, there's a lot of different steps to it. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll go on the vision side, right? So oftentimes we've, you know, we've given up something. We've given up, um, riding our bike. We've given, you know, like what would, what would make your six to eight year old self happy? Mm. How much of that are you doing in your life? Right. So maybe a vision is to have a little bit more of my six to eight year old self in my life, male or female. Um, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about the male who lives in a predominantly masculine with, with a predominantly masculine wife. Cause that's the yep. conversation that you're having. So, um, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home dad or I, you know, I, I, I have a job as well, but it's not nearly as powerful as yours. Um, I constantly make like, like you can do two things as the female. You can continue to point out all the flaws mm-hmm. um, or you can find what's beautiful and add some fucking jet fuel to that. Find something that's working and add a little fuel, add a little spark, add a little kindling, whatever it takes. Like it's, 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 it's my job as a father to find the things that ignite my kids' souls. So do the same. And I don't do that by saying, you're stupid, you're dumb, right. you're useless, you don't care. I mean, I probably said all those things at one point in time, um, but it's my job to um, guide them along. So she does a horrible job of that sometimes in that, in, in, in that militant masculine role. She does a horrible mm-hmm. job of it, but she's tired and exhausted and really just wants to come and let Calgon take her away. (laughs) Beautifully said (laughs) and so true. And, um, but I don't want to do that with the dishes aren't done and not, and there's no dinner on the table and there's no, you know, and the, and, and the mortgage isn't, you know, we don't know how we're going to pay the mortgage and the kids have to get to the, and, 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 and I, you know, no, I just want to like now talk about next steps. And um, I think he's got some responsibility to those next steps. And until he starts taking responsibility for his own self and earning his masculine badge back, um, it's, it's never going to be an easy transfer of, of, of energy. There's always going to be some conflict. There's always going to be some constraints, but when it happens, it's magical. It is. I see incredibly strong um, females switch to that, that incredibly strong female and feminine energy and, to, and, 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 and to see the reverse too, to see like hardcore to the soul, just pound strong male 
take on that just, um, you know, ultimate feminine role. I'm in 200 hour teacher training for yoga certification right now. Oh, very and cool. Like the only guy in the class and that's kind of cool. And, um, you know, it's mostly like our, our, our studios, probably 75, 85% female. Um, and I have a responsibility. I teach a clean class, uh, provide an environment um, um, with, 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 with a strong masculine feel that is allows that feminine energy to come gridded out and, um, and, 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 and be safe and supported and walk away better physically, mentally, and emotionally. And, it's of like it's the currently currently it's the hardest challenge I've had in my life. Like I'd say it's probably harder than Iron Man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because um, your because your manual's like you know a little thicker than mine. <laughs> True. Here's my, um, here's my manual and I think right here. I, I want to. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's one sticky note. Um, I think too, like we we said it says at the top feed of the often. Yeah. <laughs> water occasionally <laughs> do some other stuff yeah. tell me's great end of story um but i think too it's important to say that you know we talked about it before we started recording the person has to want yeah like yeah. you were talking about aa and like just no saving people that's yeah. i think really really important um and doing the inner work on yourself before you even start to have that conversation. And sometimes that's really hard to do inside of a marriage, but you know, it's the reality is both people have to show up in one capacity or, or another. And um, just, you know, before anybody can make any of those shifts, I think, yeah, it's all, like I've done a shit ton of work on myself over the last 10 years, mostly the, the more recently, the last like four years, but, and there's still a lot to, lot, a lot to go. So we'll put that, that in that Tony Tony world, right? Or um, and in this, I'm in a weight loss challenge again. Um, as a when I was an Ironman, I really didn't have to worry about what I ate. And prior to being one, I did, and you know, so like 220 doesn't fit well on me, but I uh, I can get there and stay there quite comfortably. 190 fits, uh, you know, like everything is a is a whole lot better. So at 210 this morning on my way back down, um, super jazzed. But I know this come home from a Tony event or I start a diet program or something, you know, I'm inclined to want to bring the world in like, come on, come yeah. on, people, come on fat people, let's go. Do that. Right. And, um, but the truth is, is that we learn a little bit. We apply that. It starts to become habit and eight to 12 weeks in, um, not only has change happened, but we're feeling the change and the rest of the world has been seeing the change and they start knocking on our door. That's right. So That's that, exactly it. That learning how to provide that platform, I think the, the, the simple things, and I, I start all my coaching clients with, with like three years from now, what's perfect look like? Mm. Um, you know, like what's Wonderland look like? Um, what's, you know, like what's special in, you know, so I'll use on, on a personal side, physically, what do you look like? Emotionally, where are you living? You know, what are your relationships? What are your key relationships? What's your house look like? What's your home's lifestyle like? You know, what kind of adventure, you know, like pick the things that are important to you and tell me what all those things, whether you do them or not, what your finances look like, what your contribution look like, what your learning look like. And there's a few frameworks for this. Life Pilot's got 12, you know, Tony's got like four or eight and I've got seven because why not be the odd guy? Um, <laughs> like, um, but tell me what 10 looks like. Tell me where you are today and why. Give me, I need, a, I need the, the why question because it puts perception in place. You know, there are plenty of people who are 195 pounds and completely, you know, like, you know, I, I, play, I play golf with this, other, this guy the other day and I'm like, let's play tennis. I'm like, I'm a 3-5 player, you know, maybe a little, a little more than that. And he's like, I, I, um, unless it's, he grew up with his dad who was a tennis coach. So unless he was perfect, he was nothing. And he's like, I don't ever just play to play. Right. 
I don't ever just hit the ball around. And I'm like, cool, continue to play golf because I can kick your ass there. Yeah. Nice. And if you ever want to pay me back, then you take me out of the tennis court and beat me up a little bit and that'll force me to get better. But I, um, I, when I work with people, one, I want them, tell me what beautiful looks like. Tell me what today looks like and why. And let's at least get clarity on that gap. Um, Cause the gap is where we live here. We are today. Here's where we want to be. And we live in this gap and we're either moving towards it or away from it. And it's based on a few things, fear of moving forward in the garbage we have in our heads, or I have no clear vision of what tomorrow is. I have no purpose for moving in that direction. And I have no rules to, to, to go there. So I just meander. And occasionally I get lucky and I move this direction. Sometimes I get unlucky and I move that direction. So the first three elements are tell me where, why, and let's put some purpose around it and let's wrap some values into that. And once we have that, whether it's a company, whether it's an entrepreneurial startup, or whether it's an individual as an individual high performer or an individual in a relationship, we can start to move forward. And they're all four or five, the exact same conversation. Yep. Here I am. Here's where I want to be. Here's where I want to go. Yep. What's well, it going to take to be taking one, me taking a step? The circumstances and the conditions and the people don't change. They mm-hmm. are what they are. It's all me. Mm-hmm. And, and from a, the, to this conversation, the masculine feminine responsibility, I think any male has, whether they've got a female, a feminine energy female in their lives or a masculine energy female in their lives or a feminine energy male in their lives or a masculine energy male in their lives is learn that it's, it's that the polarity exists and want together to learn how to find balance yep. and not opposition because polarity, polarity doesn't work. Polarization doesn't work. Polarity and sharing, I think, does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where can people find you after all that beautiful uh, wisdom yeah. you just shared? Where can they find you if they want to connect with you, Chris? So it's Chris Kaplan, K-R-I-S-K-A-P-L-A-N. You can Google that. You can YouTube that. You can go to, you can just type those letters in with a dot com after it. You on on that with a dot in the middle on I'm not, I, I have a Twitter account, but I don't tweet. I'm on Facebook. Um, like I always tell people, like, if you can't find me, you don't want to. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, this conversation. And it like it, it always goes over, which I, I like I said, when we get going. Um, but thank you. I, I really do appreciate you coming on and um, and sharing that with us. Appreciate you and what you're doing. And um, you. when next time I get up to Toronto, I'll, uh, I'll when they let me across the board right. to see my Hopefully family. Hopefully that's soon. <laughs> awesome. I'll give, All I'll right. Give, I'll, I'll give a shout out. Cheers. Perfect. Thanks so much.